Welcome to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. Hi, my name is Justin Prince. Alongside me is Taylor Burris with our producer Wayne Owens. And we have a special episode in line for the iRacers Download today. With the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series playoffs all set to go in just a few days' time, Taylor, we have each of the drivers who will be competing in the playoffs standing by for what's expected to be an action-packed day here for the iRacers Download. Probably the most busiest episode we'll ever have as we have 10 drivers representing majority of the teams here as these drivers will battle it out for the next few weeks to crown another champion. But it all starts off pretty much with just pretty simple as we start off with the points leader. He's already picked up two wins this season. He's a driver for 2311 Racing. Mitchell DeYoung joins us here today. Mitchell, welcome back to the iRacers Download. First and foremost, you're the points leader and are in the playoffs for your first season. How do you feel about this? Hey guys, thanks for having me back. Um, yeah, it's honestly incredible. Uh, I'd say at the start of the season, um, if you told me we'd be in this position now, I would not have believed you. Um, man, it's been a heck of like a turnaround towards the end here, and um, I'm super excited to get into the playoffs. Uh, obviously, it's we're going to be coming down to the wire here with like four to go. Um, so it's going to be really important to to do everything right now. Certainly is. As we look ahead into the playoffs, Mitchell, we have Darlington as a season opener, and everyone knows how difficult Darlington is. What is your going to be your thoughts going into that first race, and how confident do you feel like making your way through each of these rounds? Well, it's going to be a difficult one. Uh, Darlington's obviously uh, not very easy to drive, and um, you know there's a lot of uh, risk involved in going fast there, as everyone knows. So. Um, trying to just do my best in testing to be as well prepared as possible, as comfortable as I can, being up close to the wall the whole time. Um, I think it's just going to be a key of really putting it together, trying to find the balance between being safe and um, you know pushing when you need to, and being comfortable getting right up against the walls. Um, I guess uh, incidents and whatnot might be a little bit interesting there with kind of the uh, apron and stuff. Maybe yellows will be a little bit slow to come out so um i think it'll be important to just run a really clean race and um i think another key aspect will be qualifying up front that will be probably everything there you mentioned that qualifying why do you think it is so important with the qualifying especially at certain tracks like darlington as well as throughout the rest of the playoffs here such as bristol talladega and then of course the season finale at texas as we've seen on some of the tracks um it's been quite difficult to make some passes. Obviously, with um, you know the one of the more recent aero updates, it has made it a little more uh, dynamic, I guess, with being able to pull off moves on some of the larger tracks. But um, you know, especially the smaller ones, especially like Darlington, I think there's not a whole lot of room to run side by side. And um, you know, obviously, the fast line is pretty much up top. So. Um, you know, kind of have to position yourself up front. Qualifying will be important. And, you know, as long as you can uh, pretty much cover everyone off, uh, make sure you don't get offline or put yourself in a compromised position, you should be uh, in a pretty good spot as long as you don't uh, make the mistake of hitting the wall yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, before we let you go, you know, is how confident do you feel about being on the final four? 
I'm super stoked about it. Um, you know, honestly, I have no expectations. I'm just going to give it everything I have. And, um, you know, I'd love to make it to the Final Four. Obviously, I'd love to win the championship. But, um, you know, we'll see. There's a lot of aspects uh, that uh, come into play and um, just have to be there uh, when it when it matters. So we'll see. Well, Keegan or Mitchell, we have to say thank you for this opportunity. We look forward to seeing what you can do for this championship and good luck to you. Thanks, guys. That was Mitchell Dion of 2311 Racing. He has the most acquired points as a result of being the only driver with two victories in the playoffs this season. Then you have a nine-way tie for second, which is very unprecedented for the playoff format. And the teammate for Mitchell Dion is standing by with us, Keegan Leahy. First things first, Keegan. Very interesting this year's playoffs. Very intense with everyone essentially settling in at 203 points. How are you feeling about the 2021 E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series playoffs? Hey, guys. Yeah, first of all, thanks for inviting me here. Great to talk to you guys. Um, yeah, I've been here, done that, I guess. Uh, this is my fourth shot at the playoffs now. Haven't gotten away with a win, championship win yet. But, uh, yeah, Mitchell's the rookie here, and he's the only one with the small advantage with the uh, three bonus points. But, yeah, we're all reset. Uh, it's a little bit frustrating, I guess. Like, I did a whole season, pretty much led the points for most of it, but it really all comes down to how many wins you have. So that's why I went for it in the last race at Michigan. Didn't work out. Uh, but, yeah, uh, ready to reset here. This is what I wanted to do since last year, where um, I ran into some pretty bad luck in the qualifier playoff races leading up to the final race. So looking forward to Darlington. Going to try to win it. It's going to be an intriguing playoff scenario this year, Keegan, because this year's combination is one of the most difficult gauntlets I think I've seen for a playoff format such as this in eNASCAR history. You mentioned Darlington, but you also have Bristol and Talladega. All three of those tracks have had a history in this series of having attrition, being very difficult to be able to drive through. Your thoughts overall on this round, knowing you can't afford to make a mistake at any of these racetracks. Otherwise, he gets swallowed up by 20 cars. Yeah, me and Mitchell on 2311 Racing are pretty happy with uh, with these tracks. I'm, I think uh, simply because they're very difficult tracks to pass on, and we have the best two qualifying averages in the field by far. So happy about that. Um, you know, If we qualify well, we should be able to stay up front. In all three of these races, um, they're it's hard to pass for different reasons, like Darlington, because it's pretty much a one-line track. And there's a lot of dirty air. Um, Bristol is an extremely difficult track, but again, the high line's pretty strong, so it's difficult to make passes on people. Um, and then Talladega, just in recent races, has been we're pretty much just a big wad of bricks driving around the track, and we can't really move. Um, because the front two cars kind of get stuck side by side, and then, you know, there's no gaps or holes in the rest of the pack. So uh, really hard to make ground at Talladega as well. So we're excited for that for that reason. Just qualifying should be a strength for us, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully it continues to be. But there are also tracks I like. Seven combined poles for reference sake for 2311 racing in 2021 for the NASCAR Cool Racing Series. But on that mark, Keegan, what's your approach going to be like as a result, knowing how good your qualifying program has been in this season? 
meaning track position is going to be very paramount, but also what's sort of your approach going to be to try and get to victory lane to get yourself to the championship four? Yeah, so first step really is getting pole, and it's easier said than done, especially compared to a lot of the poles we've had the rest of the season, because um, Darlington and especially Bristol are not full throttle tracks. They're not easy to get around. You have to hit your hit your line really well. It's not just about the setup. So, uh, and then Darlington and Bristol both have what we call the high downforce, or sorry, the high horsepower, low downforce package. So very hard to drive the cars just by themselves as well. Uh, so yeah, it comes down to qualifying, and then in the races, you know, I gotta, I gotta avoid the issues that have happened to me in the past, where I've had good performance, um, been in good spots at the end of races, and either a mistake on my end, or you know, unfortunately getting it caught up in somebody's issue. Um, I have to avoid that at the end of these races, and, and come home with the finish that my performance would have deserved. Thank you very much, Keegan, for the time. It's been very much appreciated. Good luck in the playoffs. Yeah, thanks, Justin. That's Keegan Leahy. He's amongst that nine-way tie for second Taylor in the postseason. He certainly is. Of course, another driver who sits tied for second in the point standing. He won at Watkins Glen. It's Graham Boland, driver for Stuart Haas Esports. Graham, welcome back to the iRacers Download. How excited do you feel with that win and now competing for a championship? Uh, awesome. I I didn't expect it going in because Mitchell's really good and it took a lot to beat him in qualifying. And that was really like the big moment where I was like, I, I could maybe do this. And then during the race, it was like pressure on the whole time. So now I'm really excited to go for a championship. Uh, all the tracks that are coming up are good for me. So hopefully it goes my way. What is one of the concerns, you know, Darlington is always one of those tracks that even some of the biggest names in motorsports have had a tough time racing at. Going into that race for the first round of the playoffs, how difficult will it be to try to make sure you have a good qualifying run as well as keeping the car out of the wall? Well, practice, obviously, and just, like, getting the same line every lap. But uh, setup's going to be real big. Like, obviously track position, but just keeping those rear tires on for a long run is going to be very important. And then hopefully you can come out on top in the race if you have clean air. And, like, air matters a lot now with the new iRacing era model. So hopefully that plays a part. And then, yeah. Now, one more question regarding this. You know, we know how a lot of the teams that are working with the eNASCAR teams, of course. How important is it for your teammates to help you to build the right setup in order for you to be competitive for this entire playoff run? And how much work are you going to be putting in in order, especially for this first round? Uh, a lot of work, to be honest. Like, it's just, it's an everyday thing. Like, you get on, you do some laps, you tell... You tell whoever you're working with what's the problem with the setup, and you try to all do changes collect, like as, as a group. And then hopefully you, with the final product, by the end of the week, you come up with something like good that stacks up compared to everybody, everybody else. Like It's just like it's a team thing. Like You got you to gotta work well with the people uh, you talk to the car about. So, yeah. All right, and finally, Graham. How would you feel if you were able to claim this championship here for 2021? 
Uh, amazing. Like, uh, I think I've gotten better better this year, just practice wise, the commitment wise. Uh, I've I've like committed a lot of time to practicing and getting the car right and getting my driving right. So it would be really very rewarding to win the championship, and it would also be just amazing to have, like a hundred thousand dollars is a lot to a nineteen year old kid. So uh, yeah, I'll be sick. It certainly will. Well, we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish, of course, at the season or the first round of the playoffs at Darlington Raceway. We look forward to seeing that. Of course, another driver also who is competing in the playoffs. He's unable to make it into it this interview. Bob Bryant, he's out there trying to deal with one of the Hurricanes on his way, but he looks forward to competing in the championship. Coming up after the break, more of playoff driver interviews. You are listening to the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. iRacing, the world's leading online simulation. Developed from the beginning as a centralized racing and competition service, iRacing organized, hosts, and officiates races on the virtual tracks all around the world. iRacing is home to a wide variety of official sanctioning series with racing from the Australian Supercars, the Cars Tour, IndyCar, IMSA, NASCAR, and the World of Outlaws. With over 80,000 drivers on the service and over 80 laser scan tracks and cars to choose from, from iRacing.com is the world's premier motorsport simulation. For more information, visit iRacing.com today. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media, the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series Playoff Edition. We're interviewing some of the biggest names who are competing for the playoffs, and we are now joined by Jimmy Mullis. Jimmy, you made it into the playoffs once again another season. How does it feel and, you know, the excitement building up heading into Darlington? Uh, it's obviously a great feeling, you know, getting in the last three years now. And um, I'm honestly more confident than ever uh, as far as, you know, my chances go. And um, just I feel like our team's really hitting on all cylinders right now. And I think we're going to, you know, obviously give it our best shot. And um, I think we, we do have a good chance at, at um, you know, being competitive and, you know, having a shot at this thing. So. I'm really excited, really looking forward to it. I've been putting a lot of laps into Darlington, and um, I feel pretty good about our car so far. So hopefully we can show up and you know have something to go contend up front with. Compared to the previous seasons of you competing in the playoffs, how would you rate this field of drivers battling it out against you in this championship compared to previous seasons? Um, I think it's it's a mixed variety compared to – you know what you would usually see. Um, it's it's pretty crazy not having someone like Ryan lose in the playoffs, and not having you know last year's champion Nick Ottinger in the playoffs. Um, I think that really shakes everything up. And with Conti being the only guy that's won a championship out of the ten of us, I think that you know is just a testament to how good that this series really is. You know through and through. And um, I think it's uh, it's going to be really exciting to see you know who can bring their best effort in their A game for these, these, uh, next four races. And, um, yeah, I, uh, it's wild, man. It's not what I expected to see, but, um, you know, everybody's there for a reason. What's probably the one track that you feel like you have what it takes to take home a win to lock in a shot of competing in that final four. Honestly, I think it's going to be either Darlington or Bristol. Um, I, I feel really good about Darlington, which is not something I've felt in the past. Um, I've, usually been a top 10 car here um but so far in testing i've really felt uh you know strong about my pace and really comfortable with the car so 
Um, obviously, the goal is to come in here and grab a win early so that we can shift our focus towards Texas only. But, um, yeah, if I had to pick one specifically, it's definitely Darlington. Well, what's the reason behind that? You said you struggled at Darlington in the past. What if you think is that a cause for you feeling so confident going in? Um, I think this low downforce package is really, you know, put back in the hands of the drivers uh, compared to the past seasons or the last two seasons, I should say, um, with the high downforce stuff. And I feel really confident about our team's package as far as low downforce is concerned. And um, I know Taylor is extremely good at this racetrack. Uh, you know, the guy that builds our setups. And I am super, super confident that we'll have something to go race with um, on Tuesday night. Uh, simply because, you know, we have notes from stuff that is won here in the past. So um, just hoping that we can put something really strong together and, you know, at least give us a shot at it. Well, Bob or Jimmy, good luck to you this week at Darlington. We look forward to seeing what you can accomplish. And, of course, next up, he is sitting seventh in the points standing. It is Matt Busa from Mode Motorsports. He is with Justin Prince. Yes, indeed. And for Matt Busa, he did it to get himself into the postseason in thrilling fashion by winning at Michigan International Speedway and darting his way from the middle of the top 10 right up to the race lead, entering the final corner. First things first, Matt, now that reality has settled on in, how are you feeling being a part of the 2021 playoff field? Yeah, it partially still feels surreal, to be honest. It's... um. I've only had about 30 minutes to an hour of testing so far for the first race. Um, I've had a very busy past week. But, um, yeah, I think once once the race starts, it'll it'll probably kick in because then I'll have to be in the mindset of points racing, thinking about that top four and advancing to the championship round. But, I mean, it's still, like, interviews like this kind of makes it kick in a little. It's um, really, really awesome to be back in the playoffs this year. You mentioned a bit of the downtime when it comes to the preparation. Some of the other drivers have had a higher uptick so far. How difficult do you feel will be as a result for Darlington to start off the round knowing the place too tough to tame can be a track where passing could be tricky? Yeah, I think um, qualifying is probably going to be more important here than besides the road courses uh, anywhere else that we've been to this season. Um, Michigan, for example, you could pass, you know, almost 10 cars in a lap if you got lucky with the three wide and the restarts and all that. Um, I think Darlington won't be too, too bad just because with the grip being so low, it might be fairly easy to get runs on guys if they, if you have a better setup or just better driving, if they get loose off the corner and you have some nice runoff, um, the difference in speed should be greater than uh, Michigan, let's say, where you may only vary like seven miles an hour from straightaway to apex of the corner. So qualifying will definitely be really important. I'll be practicing for qualifying more than any other race this year, no doubt. Now, this year's playoffs also bring a level of intensity that makes things very tricky. Darlington, of course, start things off. But then you have Bristol and Talladega which can be known for its attrition as well. Remember, for example, the race leader getting collected in an incident once at Bristol. Plus, you have the big ones that can happen as the final race of the round of 10. How does that change your mindset overall for a round knowing 
you go from some more wide open spaces, still some tracks that can affect with dirty air, but others now that come into play, which will really test your ability as a driver. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The um, the more challenging the tracks, the more challenging the cars are to drive. Um, for me, I look at that as an advantage. I'm always antsy to get to the short tracks. Those are my uh, bread and butter, I would say, compared to the mile and a half. Um, Bristol, I mean, since we have two rate, two weeks in between Darlington and Bristol, I don't think it'll be too hard to adapt to the short track from Darlington, but uh, I think pace-wise for that race, I should hopefully be pretty good. Um, we got the pole there either last year or two years ago um, before the server was reset, and I believe two years ago I was running in third place with about five laps left um, before I got put on the wall and finished like seventh or eighth. But yeah, I mean, short tracks, love them. Really excited to have both Darlington and Bristol in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, then who knows with Talladega. That's definitely the wild card. Now, what would it mean for you to be that driver who takes home the checker flag or takes home the championship at Texas? It would, again, be uh, pretty surreal. It's hard to even think about that possibility. Um, just, like, the way the season has went, um, the way, like, these two-mile-and-mile-and-a-half tracks, like how I've uh, felt about that package and how the, the chances of winning those races are oftentimes more than not in the hands of drivers around you who um, gives who the better push situations like that so just to even be in the playoffs for starters is just a win for me this season like going into michigan i was fighting for top 20 in points i was like 16th or so and now the worst i can do is 10th so this season it's already a win for me so anything else is just going to be icing on the cake and uh yeah i don't know if i would be able to put it into words at this point what a championship would mean it would definitely mean a lot just because i've been doing this for Next year will be a full decade of being in the series. And to finally come out on top would just mean the world to me. Thank you very much for the time, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's Matt Busa, Mode Motorsports, as he looks to try and hunt down the championship amongst our 10 drivers in the playoffs. Coming up, more. For the iRacers download and the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series Playoff Special on SpeedSport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. iRacing, the world's leading online simulation. Developed from the beginning as a centralized racing and competition service, iRacing organized, hosts, and officiates races on the virtual tracks all around the world. iRacing is home to a wide variety of official sanctioning series with racing from the Australian Supercars, the Cars Tour, IndyCar, IMSA, NASCAR, and the World of Outlaws. With over 80,000 drivers on the service and over 80 laser scan tracks and cars to choose from, iRacing.com is the world's premier motorsports simulation. For more information, visit iRacing.com today.
before we get back to the iRacers download. Want to find out how folks go from humble beginnings in the world to their dream job in motorsports? Tim Pakman sits down every week to get you the inside scoop. It's how I got here. And the latest episodes available now on the Speedsport Podcast Network, NASCAR Digital Media, and your favorite podcast platforms. Welcome back to the iRacers download on the Speedsport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. I'm Justin Prince, along with Taylor Burris and Wayne Owens, our producer for the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series Playoff Special. Now joining us is from Latardi Sports, Bobby Zelensky, known as the king of the road courses throughout his time in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, but this year had a strong fight to get himself into the postseason, just the one victory on the campaign. First things first, Bobby, you've made the playoffs again. How does it feel to be a part of the 10 drivers in this year's playoffs? Uh, In the four years I've made it before, they seemed kind of, I wouldn't say totally easy, but kind of simple. But yeah, this year was a lot tougher. Um, One on an oval to get in and um, was able to still get well enough points to to make it in because we had so many winners that you needed to actually make it on points once you got your win. But it's just been a really tough year. I've never had an up and down year like this. It's either like a top five or a wreck, so... Um, now the season restarts, so we're all good. Of course, that win came at Pocono this season, but of course had some strong fights with Mitchell DeYoung and Graham Bowen on some of the road courses this campaign. But this year is a bit different compared to the past playoff runs because in the past, you had the Charlotte Roval where you came away with victories in those events. Not so much this year, Bobby. How much more difficult are this year's playoffs now that it's a lot of high-horsepower, low-downforce racetracks on the ovals. Well, I like that part, but I think it's just the, the fact that three tracks are kind of weird that we're going to for a playoff round. I mean, Darlington, Bristol, Talladega. I mean, we all know Talladega, Daytona, those kind of races are it's a lot out of your hands. Um, you can definitely skill your way to a good finish, but a lot out of your hands. So uh, what you really would hope is to get a win in one of the first two races, or at least get top fives in those. Uh, yeah, it sucks not having a road course in it because that was always a just the kind of guaranteed good finish for me if I didn't get in any trouble. But last year was like a really good playoff round for me because um, I won the Roval. Say like say I don't win that, get like P two or P five, I still got P three in the other two playoff rounds, so I, I would have still made that final. So like I know I can kind of top five my way to it if I need to. Um, it definitely makes it tougher. I mean, having you know basically the Roval is replaced by Talladega when you think about it. And and those are on the opposite ends of the skill spectrum. So, now let's talk a little bit about the preparation for Darlington because it's been hit upon that for some drivers they're working the most on qualifying they had all season. In some cases, Bobby, what's your approach going to be like, knowing how the place too tough to tame can be? Yeah, it's a, it's always smart to work on qualifying there. I know last year, like, I mean, it could change this year. We'll see. Um, we've had dynamic track working a lot better for us. Maybe the three and, in three and four, you could use the bottom, make a pass. But last year, it was basically whoever was leading on a restart uh, was going to gonna win. And we never had green flag pit stops, I don't think. So it was just down to, like, get a good pit stop. And that's kind of how Keegan won it. Like, he was just hanging around P3. He was fast, but he couldn't go anywhere. Had a insane pit stop, got the lead, never looked back. So, I mean, if you can qualify the best possible, you can put yourself in that area 
But of course, we've also had races here where we have green flag pit stops, and I, it seems like always, if you look back at the Darlington races, there's a damn caution in the middle of the green flag pit stops, and that just switches everything up. You've seen surprise winners because of that. So um, it, it is very much a wild card because you can't pass, and there seems to always be cautions when there's a green flag pit stop. I mean, one of the big memories I have, too, from Darlington is the big one and a half that happened at Darlington Raceway a few years ago where 20-plus cars, I think it was, ended up flying up in the air in turns three and four. Yeah, I was in that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have a good record at Darlington. It's not because I'm bad there. I, I, every single race I've done there, I've had some kind of problem. I can name off quickly. Like 2017, I was entering the pits, and Josh Berry was like down on the apron for some reason, and he hit me. I still got six out of it. But I was in the contention for the win. 2018, uh, my splitter was hitting the ground all race. That was a nightmare. 2019, it was the big wreck. Last year, it wasn't the playoffs, but I still wrecked like twice. So uh, it's not a kind track to me, but I love the place. So I don't know what to do. What would it mean for you to come away with the championship this season, especially with how difficult the road's been to get yourself to the playoffs this year? Yeah, it was, it's just so, it was so crazy to get, like, as close as you possibly could last year in 2020, where um basically you had to have three green-white checkers for me not to win it. And, uh, you know, you still get P2 and you're happy for what you got, but it is it is sucky to, to be that close. So, like, I, I don't know, I just have a different approach to it this year. Um, I'm just going to stay chill with it. I'm not going to take any wrecks too hard. Um, because it almost feels like I'm not supposed to win it this year, whereas last year I had probably the best season out of anyone, so it was like, ah, uh, this is my chance, this is this is the year. But at the end of the day, it's just one race. Like, if you make it there, it's just you four, you and three others in one race, anything can happen. So, um, you know, it would mean, it would mean a whole lot. I, I, I definitely think at some point I'll be able to win a title. I just uh, don't know what year it is, because I'm always in contention, and I think if you're always in contention up above, you know, the top five contending for wins, like you're going to get some wins and potentially win a championship with the system. Well, good luck at Darlington. Thank you very much for the time, Bobby. Yep. Thanks. That's Bobby Zelensky from Latarni Esports as he looks to try and hunt down a championship. A driver who has done that in the past is now standing by with Taylor Burris. It's Michael Conti from Junior Motorsports. Here with Michael Conti. Michael, First and foremost, welcome to the iRacers download. The thing, though, that we have to point out is your only win this season was at the season opener at Daytona. So how has your season really overall been feeling like only with that one win at the season opener and still able to make it into the playoff with how competitive this season has been? Yeah, it's, that's a good question. Uh, getting the win at Daytona ultimately allowed us to do things a little bit differently this year. Uh, with having that out of the way very early on, we knew that we were pretty much going to be locked into the playoffs. I don't think anybody could have foreseen that we'd have 13 winners and only 10 spots. So we didn't we didn't think we'd we'd have it quite as tough as we did. But um, we were able to experiment and try out different equipment and, and change a bunch of things around during the midseason that we wouldn't have done otherwise. And we we had our we had our moments where we were lacking speed and just weren't really as competitive as we've been in years past. And 
once we got all the bugs worked out, we've really had a heck of a last four or five races, um, consistent as anything. Qualifying's been progressively improving, and and I feel like I've been making less mistakes myself. So we're we're coming into the playoffs with some momentum. We had a good showing at Michigan and New Hampshire, and Watkins Glen too. So uh, you know, I think we're in a good spot. We look ahead into the playoffs and heading to Darlington, Bristol, Talladega. With those three races, how confident do you feel about making it through the, each of those rounds and these tracks? Because these are some of the most difficult circuits on the iRacing service, especially Darlington being the one everyone's pointing to. Yeah, for sure. They're very tough. Each each track is tough in its own way. Talladega being the outlier, it's tough in the sense that you don't really control your own fate and you could have the fastest car, make all the right moves and still get caught up in, in somebody else's mess. Um, but looking at Darlington specifically, the last time we ran at Darlington with this uh, aero configuration, so low downforce, high horsepower, was 2018. And that was arguably the most dominant victory I've ever had in my 10 seasons of being in the Coke series. So with with that in the rearview mirror and looking forward to Tuesday, it's the same aero package. It's a tire that falls off a lot. It's a tire that's very driver sensitive. So you can really abuse the tires and fall off or you can manage them and be really good at the long runs, which I feel uh, play into our hands there. So I'm confident with Darlington. We were really good at Bristol last year when we ran there earlier in the season. I think we finished third or fourth, so been competitive there as of late. So yeah, I mean, I think we've got a good shot at those two tracks. Statistically, that aero package is, is our best uh, shot with this number eight team. Uh, we, we usually do really well at those places, so I'm confident there. Uh, I'm hoping we can knock off a win in one of the first two weeks. We don't have to worry about Dega, but um yeah i mean if we have to go to dega and make up points or, or get a win you know we did it earlier this year at daytona so it just goes to show anything's possible now going into this playoff you're the only driver out of these 10 drivers that has a championship in the e-nascar coca-cola iRacing series back in 2014 what does that experience bring to the table for you going into this playoff well i can say that this year, I feel like I'm the the calmest I've been going into uh, into the playoffs. I remember last year, there was just there was a ton of pressure to perform, and and with my mistake at the Roval, which was the opening race, and throwing away all of those points and really any shot at making it into the final four on points without a win, I just I put a ton of pressure on myself. Which which I mean, it put us into the spot that we're in at Texas, and we and we strategized and we raced to Texas because our backs were against the wall. So, you know, they say everything happens for a reason and, and we pulled it off last year, but the championship and all of the years I've been in this series now, the, like you said, the experience definitely prepares me for what we're going into. Uh, I know what I need to do. I know the work that needs to be done to get the cars to where I can you know, run up front and not have to carry the car. You, know, you need you need the car as much as you need the driver, especially nowadays. So I think we're in a good shot. We've got a lot of strong people uh, in the playoffs this year, which we have every year. But this year, it's just been so competitive. But you look at you look at Keegan, he's, he's poised to get a championship. You look at Bobby, he's been fast. He came close last year. You look at the guy who sits next to me every other Tuesday, Logan. He's been arguably just as quick as me everywhere this year. So I don't really have... Any advantage over him whatsoever, whether it be driver or car, we're, we're heads up here. So, um, 
it's going to be tough to pull off a second championship. You, you have to win it in a much different way than we did back in 14 when I got mine. But uh, I'm still here. I'm still competitive, so I'm thankful for that. And uh, I think we can give Junior Motorsports a good showing, uh, if anything, this year. Well, good luck to you this playoff season, and we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish at the first round at Darlington. Of course, that is Michael Conti, driver of the number eight for Junior Motorsports. And now we sit down with driver for William Byron Esports, Logan Clampett. He is with Justin Prince. Yes, indeed. And Logan, first things first, the 2021 playoffs are right around the corner and it's been a busy campaign for you. First things first, how are you feeling heading into the 2021 round of 10? Um, feeling pretty good. Uh, we haven't had the greatest second half of the season. We had a really good first half, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, we've had some really good cars every single race. I just haven't really executed the second half of the season. But uh, in the playoffs, hopefully uh, that can change and we can uh, finally get some really good results. What have you been working on to make sure you do execute for the playoffs? Because this year, it's a bit more different compared to seasons past, where you had a road course mixed in along the schedule. This year, it focuses primarily on a super speedway race and two high horsepower, low downforce tracks. Well, you know, I'm not really getting my hopes up in any way. You know, Talladega is, you know, that's going to be, you know, everything is just up in the air, you know, I mean, it's, it's anyone's race at that point. Um, and you know, just, you just got to play it safe, I suppose. Um, just, uh, yeah, I just, the mindset and everything I think is going to be the most important part. Uh, like at New Hampshire, for example, as well. Uh, you know, I took two tires and, you know, fell, fell back towards the back of the field. You know, I shouldn't have done that. We had a top 10 car, uh, like that's, you know, one example, uh, and just, just can't do that in the playoffs pretty much, but, uh, yeah, the Darlington, Bristol, and then Talladega, you got to qualify good at Darlington and Bristol really good. It's going to be so hard to pass. And, you know, like I said, Talladega is just kind of up in the air and that's going to really determine who makes the playoffs or who makes the final four and who doesn't. Yeah, that race at Talladega is going to be very intriguing, especially with the current aerodynamic packages, but the potential of builds coming in towards that mark. But when it comes to Darlington, how has that preparation been to make sure you're up to speed and get yourself in good position, especially qualifying? That's been emphasized by a majority of the drivers we've spoken to so far. Yeah, we've we've put in so many hours uh so far for darlington so uh hopefully we can just continue that up until tuesday we got our a open monday night so we're gonna see where we really stack up with everyone else and we can just uh improve from there overall what would it mean t for you to come away with the championship and give william byron esports essentially back-to-back -back championships uh you know i i think it would be you know just just a dream come true, you know. Uh, I got second in 2017. I was I was close. Obviously, the competition is a lot better this year uh, compared to 2017. And 2017 was the first year with the playoffs. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm ready. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can execute and uh, you know just bring home a second championship in a row for uh, William Byron Esports. It'll be definitely intriguing to see how you perform. Overall, what's going to be the 
approach as a result then for when you hit the racetrack for Darlington for the next race? Uh, yeah, just just got to stay super focused, stay super patient. I feel like a lot of these non-playoff guys are going to be racing us hard, uh, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Uh, so that, yeah, like I said, it's going to be really important starting towards the front. Uh, but you just got to stay calm and be patient. I think those are going to be the two biggest things. Thank you very much once again for the time, Logan, and good luck here in the round of 10 to try and move on to the championship four. Thank you. Once again, that's Logan Clampett. He looks to be among those drivers who hunt down a championship. Now, finally, Taylor Burris is now standing by with one of two rookie drivers who are in the field. We've spoken to Mitchell DeYoung earlier now from Space Station Gaming. It's Vicente Salas. Yes, indeed. We are here with Vicente Salas. Vicente, first and foremost, being a rookie for this season and now competing a championship, how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel super proud of everybody that's put in effort to the cars and into the season. And uh, I think everyone kind of doubted me and and the people around me and said, you know, we couldn't do it. But uh, I think we proved day by day and race by race that uh, we belong here and we've got a lot more to accomplish. Now, you had a little bit of a head start with Darlington. You competed in one of the qualifier races for the Retro 500. Compared to what you've already been driving at Darlington how confident do you feel ahead going into the first race of the playoffs? Uh, I feel really, really solid. I think driving the 87 car versus the cup car kind of allowed me to process things a bit quicker, you know, with how I think it's slower in the 87 car, kind of have to lift a little earlier, control your throttle a little bit more. It happens a lot quicker in the cup car, but it just allowed me to process things better. And uh, with the practice we've been putting in, I think the car is getting much better, and I think we will have a very nice piece come Darlington. Now, given the fact that you are not only a rookie driver, but Space Station Gaming is also one of the newest teams for the 2021 season, what would it mean for you, for Space Station Gaming, as well as the entire organization, to come together and come out with a strong finish and even possibly win this championship? Uh, it'd be huge, you know, everyone, everyone around me puts in so much hard work, and uh, I think just being here shows that, that it's paid off, and if we could cap it off with the championship, I mean, it'd be like icing on the cake, you know? Now, let's talk a little bit about how you got in. You got in by winning at Richmond, and not only did you win Richmond in a, any old-fashioned, but probably the most dominant, if not the dominant performance by leading every single lap at Michigan, do you feel like you have that same confidence going into the playoffs to where you could possibly do that again? Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. I think I have so much confidence in everybody that I work with that we can't put together another car that is just as fast as the Richmond car. But uh, that setup, that car, that track will, ha will always have a special place in my heart, you know, because obviously it was our first E-NASCAR victory. And uh, being one of my favorite tracks, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. It certainly is. Uh, is there any concern of any of the tracks ahead that you feel like you may be struggling at, or is you just feel that confident going in? Uh, I would say I feel really confident with uh, every single racetrack. The one that maybe I might have a couple issues with or may have to learn a bit better 
uh, is probably Talladega. Um, I've never been the strongest the strongest plate racer. I feel like I have a good vision of you know when lines are stalling and and what's going on around me. I just kind of lack the in moment decisiveness to make the correct moves. So I'm running some A opens, B opens, C fix, B fix, whatever. This week at Daytona, trying to prepare and get my plate racecraft better for that race. Well, Vicente, good luck to you this season. We look forward to seeing what you can accomplish here in this playoff battle and see if a rookie can take home the championship. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate you. Of course. That is Vicente Salas, driver of the number 55 for Space Station Gaming. And Justin, the field is set. The drivers are ready. Now we sit back and wait for the action to kick off. That, of course, will happen later on in the month of August, on August 31st, as we head to the Beast of the Southeast, Darlington Raceway. Of course, catch all the action at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time for the pre-race show. The race kicks off at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on all of iRacing and NASCAR streaming services. This concludes this week's episode of a special edition of the iRacers Download, the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series Playoff Edition. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media.